Welcome, 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 welcome. It's the Fishing Chip Podcast. We're back. Fourth of July holiday week in America. Chip Billy over there, Dan Fish, right here. What's up, Chip? Hot. Yep, agreed. But <laughs> would it be any other way on the Fourth of July, right? Nope. That's right. I got dogs in here. Hot dogs, hot and dogs. You might hear dog. Did you have some hot dogs on the Fourth of July? TBD. TBD. <laughs> TDB. What? TDB. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fish and Chipod. We're on Twitter at Fish and Chipod. Spotify, Anchor, most places you get your podcasts. Lots of sports to get into today. Do you have any hot many, dogs? Many different sports. Yes, I had a couple hot dogs, a couple of bratwurst, Ranch, hamburger. A couple wieners. Exactly. All right. Hot coffee's a bad choice right now, but here we are. True story. All right, let's start with the world of tennis. Mario Na- Tennis. Naomi Osaka is going to represent Japan in the Olympics after all. Yes. She had an option between the United States or Japan, but Japan has some rule that if you didn't represent them, like you have to represent them by the time you're 22, and if you don't, then you forego something. I don't really know. Oh, yeah, that, that research, I didn't do it, but it's something like that. She's just, she's not a member of, or she's not a citizen anymore. <laughs> Kicked out of the country. Something like that, honestly. <laughs> They're like, we don't want you if you don't want us. We're petty. Yes. Oh, here's, here, I found the Naomi Osaka thing. Under Japan's nationality law, she had to choose one of her citizenships before she turned 22. So she's choosing Japan, which means she will relinquish her U.S. citizenship. For the, for the Olympics. I, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So the same thing came down with Kyrie Irving because he technically was born in Australia. Oh, yeah. Because his dad was playing Australia basketball, even though he's an American. He was just in an Australian league when he was when he had Kyrie. So then the whole thing was when Kyrie was gonna be part of his first Olympics, they were wondering would he play for Team USA or Australia? And basically you have to pick one, and that's who you have to stay with. Unless you move and become a citizen of another country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Because like he's technically has Australian citizenship because he was born there. But his parents are both Americans, even though he's born on the other soil and he lives in America now. So, so wait, did he give up his Australian? Yeah. Forever, though? I don't. The only way he could play for Team Australia, I believe, is if he would go live there now and become a citizen. So, what do you know what that means for Osaka? I would believe that means that Osaka would only be able to represent Japan unless she becomes a United States citizen. Like even in the future? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think you got to kind of pick your nation if you're living in one and you were born in another. Yeah. Well, do you? I suppose this the Japanese law says you do by the time you're 22, which seems like a strange age. <laughs> I feel like that's probably pretty similar with all, all Olympians. It was when their first time going to the Olympics, so you're supposed to pick. 
Yeah. Because they were like trying to build it up and be like, oh, Kyrie should go play for Australia. Then we'd have a really cool Olympics because Australian team is pretty good. And if they added him, be, they'd be really good, you know? Yeah. Maybe they could beat the U.S. No. <laughs> yeah, right. What happened at Wimbledon? That's still going on, right, Chip? Sure is still going on. Fourth round. I got to find the page here. Fourth round is going to start on the fifth, which we recorded uh, without those results. Still a lot of guys left on the men's side. We got Djokovic still at the number one. Roger Federer still alive. Medvedev, is that how you pronounce his name? Good job. Good night. Still in there as well. It's number th- who's the number three player? Is that Nadal? In the world, yes, I believe so. Okay. It looks like most of the top ten guys are still left on the men's side. Not so much on the women's. Yeah, not so much on the women's. Getting that one loaded. Yeah. There's... <sighs> Coco Gaff winning it all. I'm calling it. She's a 20 seed. Isn't she like 17? Yes, she is. I believe that's the same age that Serena maybe, maybe won. Hmm, interesting. Her first Wimbledon or was like in a Wimbledon final at that age. So we'll see. History repeats itself. She is playing the 25 seed. Angelic. Gosh, why don't I even try? Angelic Hugh? Angelic? Jelly Kerber from Germany. Angelique Kerber. That sounds a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Angelic (laughs) Q. Wow. And I thought I knew words well. (laughs) (laughs) Not names. That's going to be a tough match for her. I'm going to enjoy watching that one. Angelic Q. I'm an idiot. I think we know what the title for today's show is. <laughs> yes. All right, we mentioned Osaka in the tennis part of the Olympics, but there's been some news in the track side of the United States, Chip. Oh, yes. On the night that the Brooklyn Nets lost in overtime. It was the same night Shakari Richardson crushed in the 100-meter qualifying thing for the Olympics. Qualifying race. I remember because they were both on TV. What a night. What a night of sports. But uh, she's got into a little bit of trouble with the Olympic Committee because she has tested positive for marijuana. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right, come on. That is not a performance enhancing drug. Well, exactly. I did some research on this and like the drugs that are prohibited by these Olympic athletes are basically what it comes down to is anything that's performance enhancing or like mentally enhancing of some sort. I don't think marijuana does either of those. It calms you down, I guess you could say. Sure. But I mean, in all likelihood, it's like, well, it's just marijuana. Come on, guys. It's yeah. legal. Yeah, it's it was, legal in the United States. It was, yeah, well, in most, most states. 
Yeah, it was legal in the state that she was competing in and tested positive in. She was using it in, uh, legally. <laughs> yes. Know? I believe uh, her mother had passed away recently. So she was, you know, trying to cope with stuff. Had a little bit of the ganj. Then. Anyway, so she's going to be suspended, I believe, what, two weeks is it? Or 30 days? A month, yeah. 30 days it is. So she would have to miss the 100, which she actually qualified for. But there is a chance that she could run in the Olympics still if the United States team chooses to have her in like the four by one or something like that in the relay. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's potential that she could run because it would be outside of that suspension date. Obviously, yeah. she's probably going to test, test uh, clean before that as well. But I think it's unfortunate, yeah, especially it's... when, like, the governing, the governing bodies of the country that you are in and this, like, state that you're participating in says it's fine to do that stuff. But then the Olympic Committee is like, well, no. Yeah, I mean, of all the things, that's uh, be one thing if it was like uh, the horses, you know. What was the name yeah. of the horse? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I forget. Bob you know, Baffert's horse. Yeah, using Medina some like, spirit. Yeah, yeah, using some anti-inflammatories and stuff. But that would obviously help your performance. Yes. Marijuana, I don't think so. <laughs> if, your, if your joints don't hurt as bad because you're not inflamed. <laughs> yes. I don't know. The, can't marijuana stain your system for a long time, though? Like I believe over 48 hours. So, I mean, yeah, it probably wasn't even having an effect on her, obviously, anymore. And if you're an avid daily user, I believe it could stay there for like two weeks. But that's like if you're using it on a daily basis for a long period of time. But what do I know? I don't know. I don't like it, but whatever. Me neither. Stupid. Stupid. World is stupid. (sighs) All right. Moving on. Let's get to the world of MLB, which everybody loves to talk about on the 4th of July. I feel like baseball and the 4th of July go hand in hand. So just as much as beanbags and hot dogs. Bratwurst. Bratwurst. And yard games and drinking. Yes. America. America. Yes, on the 4th of July, which is on a Sunday, so baseball is in the afternoon anyway. Lots of baseball going on. But that's not what we're going to talk about. So with the crackdown on the stickies, that happened like halfway through June, early June. So it's been about roughly three weeks, maybe four, coming on four now. And in that time, spin rates of pitchers around the league on average have gone down drastically. Meanwhile, the batting average of all hitters in the league has gone up seven points. So what, is, what does that say? That, I mean, it's, it seems pretty obvious that <laughs> there's a lot of pitchers using stuff. Stickies. The stickies, yes. Spin rates down, batting average up. I mean, it's what the league wanted, though, because I think batting averages were down like around 220 to try to keep it. <laughs> it's again a weird thing where they try to keep it at a certain level, but around 250 for the average. Yeah, I mean they want they want firepower. Yes, so that they have excitement. Um, who's the guy from the uh, Mariners? 
they got dinged with it last week. He's we said he was going to get suspended ten games potentially. Well, he was suspended. Santiago. And is, yes, and he is going to be appealing that here in the next few days, I believe. So, yes, having an appeal trial. Because he he stated that he was only using rosin, basically. Yeah, which is still supposed to be illegal. I, well, I mean, they they I provide guess. it for the pitchers on the back of the mound. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. Josh Donaldson is obviously happy. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, you know, he's kind of leading the charge on that. He hit a home run off of Lucas Giolito this last week. <laughs> Did you see this? No, I didn't. Oh, as he's uh coming around third, like halfway between third and home after a home run, he yelled something like, wow, it's not sticky anymore, and the mic's got it. I mean, Lucas Giolito, the pitcher, was obviously upset. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, Giolito's spin rates were one of the ones that went down a lot. So Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's probably on the list. Yeah. The Donaldson list. The Donaldson hit list. Coming to a town near you. Hitting dingers. The bringer of rain. He's bringing the rain. He has been playing quite a bit better lately, too. <laughs> I don't know if he's just pumped because pitchers are getting Combination between pitchers aren't doing as good and he's happy yeah. <laughs> in a good mood. So <laughs> That's probably what it is. Halfway mental, halfway physical. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, Josh. All right, moving on. You got a story out of the NFL. NFL. Hard Knocks, HBO series every August. It's usually five episodes. Follows one team or sometimes two teams during training camp. This year it's announced it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Mm -hmm. America's team. Well, a lot to cover there. Yeah. Dak Prescott coming back from injury. Lots of guys getting paid lots of money. Zeke Mm -hmm. Elliott. Uh, is their defense going to be better? We'll find out. Jerry of the world of money, Jones. Jerry Jones, so you know, probably make many appearances there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Second-year <laughs> coach, Mike McCarthy. And then that will be leading up through training camp, like we talked about, into what will be the Hall of Fame game, the first preseason game of the year, which will be Cowboys versus Steelers. Mm. So I'm assuming Hard Knocks would follow you right into that and possibly through it. Yeah, I think it goes usually to like week three of preseason. When they Maybe make the final cuts. I don't know. Yeah. I think they at least get to the point where they're going to make their final cuts. Yeah, yeah. So that is. Uh, I've never watched the show, so how do I know? <laughs> it's pretty entertaining when the teams are good. Like, not like good, like a good team, but entertaining to watch. Last yeah. year was both the LA teams and it was COVID, so it was kind of boring because <laughs> they didn't have much content. Yeah, uh, which they probably couldn't be around them too much. Yeah, and they didn't have any games. Exactly. But the uh, the Cleveland Browns won a couple years ago. That one was good. I think Baker was a rookie that year, so that was a few years ago. But weren't they? They were also on there like a couple years before that. I feel like, and they were really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so probably wasn't that much fun to watch that year. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a requirement that a team that's on Hard Knocks can't be a playoff team from last year, and they have to have like at least 10 years between appearances or something. So the Cowboys were on in 2008, and now they're on this year again. So they try to find, I think, borderline good teams. 
to see how they can improve. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit starting. Yeah. All right. One last topic for segment one before we close out. There's going to be a fight. Fight. There's going to be a fight. fight this weekend. On Saturday, July 10th, it is McGregor versus Poirier 3. McGregor won the first match, you know, a few years back. And then we talked about it. Poirier took him down, I believe, back in January it was. Late January. So that series is tied 1-1. This is the rubber match. And apparently it's the match to end it all and decide it all. Watch It'll be Saturday, Saturday night, Saturday night, the 10th, July. Saturday, Saturday. Yes. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Speaking of this weekend, shouting this out now, we will not have a new, well, new content episode. Friday, we will have a bloopers for... Woo-hoo! I think I might just pump that out on Thursday instead. You know, I'll give you an extra day to listen to it. I like it. Because we do what we want here. You did it by accident the one time, so you might as well keep <laughs> yeah, it consistent. Well. I made it even more of a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to go segment two. We got a bunch of playoffs. We're down in the finals in both the NHL and the NBA now. Plus, I got my athletes still hanging out there. Make sure you pay, pay attention. Ooh. Stay tuned. Fish and podcast. Come back next. I'm sweating. Welcome back to the Fisher Podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm struggling. Shout out Coney Island. Cuts. The good old Nathan's hot dog eating contest was there. And that's the game I had today. It's history on the hot dog contest. Oh. So that's why you shouted it out. (laughs) Sure. Yep. That's why I thought of it myself. Not Not because because we got to play the sound chip. It's time for Dan's favorite athlete on earth today. Yeah, because my athlete comes from Coney Island. That would be one Joey Chestnut. I don't even know how many hot dog eating contests he's won before. I don't even know how many hot dogs in his career of Nathan's eating hot dog contests he's ever eaten. But I know how many he's eaten in the last two years. In 2020, he set the world record with 75 dogs and buns finished during the competition. This year, he outdid himself from last year by one more dog. 76 is now the world record. That's 151 dogs in like 20 minutes over the last two years. A lot of dogs. Is it it a 10-minute race or is it eight? Ten. Ten. Yeah, there you go. And you just answered one of my questions. So 151 dogs over 20 minutes between the two competitions. <laughs> That's a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> That's a lot of hot dogs in a short amount of time. Ugh, gosh. If you actually tried, how many do you think you could do? With the buns or without? With the buns. I don't know how big the hot dogs are that they actually eat, but like if they were just normal size hot dogs and buns, I feel like I could get. I feel like I could push double figures. I mean, I would have mm. to train for it to the point where like I would starve myself for like 24, 36 hours beforehand, be super hungry, super dehydrated, dip those buns in the water and just slide it down your gullet so they go down easier. Oh. <laughs> Phil, yeah. just dip it, in, dip it in the water so it'll slide down your gullet more easily. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I, I don't know. I mean, I ate, I ate three or four hot dogs last night. <laughs> In how long, though? Yeah, well, about 
probably 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> it was over the course of a meal. I didn't have any sides. I just ate hot dogs. <laughs> I feel like I would be lucky to get to five or six. But I mean, I had four in probably like 15 minutes, just leisurely eating a meal. I could yeah. probably, I could probably do. Maybe that's I mean, your new calling, professional eating. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, Here's an idea. In college, I did do an all-you-can-eat wings thing, and I, I ate. Remember this story? What was it? Was it, was it forty-three or forty-eight? I think I ate forty-three wings, bone-in wings with fries. Wow, it's a lot of wings. Yeah. Here's a competition you can start. You can start a Mountain Dew one. Mountain Dew chugging contest. <laughs> yeah. How many people, gallons of Mountain Dew? People would get, be getting like sugar rushes and crashes. People probably have heart attacks. I'd, I'd be peeing green for a week. <laughs> We're being bombed! All right. Well, we'll look forward to game time with the hot dog eating contest questions. But first, we got to get to some playoffs. First, uh, there was some fireworks being shot. So apologies. Oh, I didn't even hear him. So okay, I, that's I why yelled, We're being bombed. I'm pretty sure when the geese were flapping that one day, um, I heard them on when we were recording, but I could hardly hear them when I listened back. So if I can't hear it, I know listeners can't. All right. In the NHL world, get, get the broomsticks out. Brooms, brooms. Although Dan has a theory that it won't be, even though he said it's going to be sweet, you got a theory. So Tampa Bay's up three to zero over the Montreal Canadiens. Game uh, three and four in Montreal. Game four is Monday night. But you have a theory that Tampa Bay won't sweep because... (laughs) I have two theories, actually. So the news is that Canada is not allowing residents of Tampa Bay, a.k.a. family members, anybody that lives in Tampa Bay or the United States, to come up there and watch the game because they don't want to travel from the United States with COVID and everything like that, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I have a theory that Maybe Tampa will just tank this game so they can win in front of their families back home in game five and have a gentleman's sweep. However, there's also the other theory that maybe they do want to just win it on Monday night <laughs> and just go party without their families for a night and then go see their families <laughs> be a little bit more responsible. Yes, it could be either, either way. <laughs> but yeah, so they're up 3 nothing. They're looking to get the sweep on Monday night. Sweet. We'll have those results next week if we remember. Well, we already told you what's going to happen. So. <laughs> yes. I mean, I did. Uh, then we go over to the world of the NBA and the Bucks. after losing game four to go 2-2 against Atlanta, won games five and six without Giannis. Uh, Trey Young did make a return in game six, played not so good, though. So they're going to be taking on the Phoenix Suns in the finals, and that is going to start on Tuesday night in Phoenix, 8 p.m. Central Time, game one. Unaware of whether or not Giannis will play in that. Um, Still, that being said, the ESPN, this is added to my list, ESPN Basketball Power Index states that the Bucs are going to win the series on 51% chance to win. 51%? Gives them 51% chance to win the series. Not only do they not have home court advantage, they possibly don't have a two-time MVP (laughs) playing for them. Suns are at full strength. And what have the Suns lost? They only lost like 
four games this whole postseason. <laughs> Something like that. Three or four. So uh, they went, I think they went six games. The Lakers swept the Nuggets in four and then went six games to the Clippers. So, they, yeah, they've lost four games. Well, I guess the Bucks have only lost five games as well, but the Suns have had better competition. I got the Suns winning this series six at most. I'm uh, thinking five, thinking five, but I'm thinking six. Yeah, I've, I I want to agree. I feel like the Suns are too good right now, but for the sake of being different, should I just say Milwaukee? Well, you did the same thing with the <laughs> NHL. So. That's going terribly. And I'm pretty sure you said the same thing in the NBA last year, too. When I took the Lakers, and you're like, I'll just take Miami. Might as well. Yeah. All right, you, re- you ready to get to that game now? Yes. You're going to fix your gerbils and hamsters. Yeah, I'll go get the hamsters kicked in. We'll go segment three, game time. Nathan's eating hot dog competitions. Nathan's eating. Nathan's, Nathan's eating. Hot dog eating. Nathan Chapadna. Next. Welcome back to the Fish and Chip Podcast. Oh, Happy Fourth of July out there, everybody. Let's learn about the Nathan's Eating Hantag Contest. <laughs> yes, the Nathan's Eating People Contest. All right. Do you, <laughs> I think you watched this movie with me once a long time ago. Accepted. Do you remember that movie? Um, they make a fake college. Oh, yeah. Maybe you didn't. With, is it the South? South Harmony Institute of Technology. Yeah, technology. <laughs> yeah. And there's a scene with Jonah Hill. He's in a hot dog. Yeah. All right. And he goes around campus. So this game is called Ask Me About Nathan's Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're getting loose here. Loose on the pod. Loosey goosey. Lucy Goosey, I have uh, eight questions all about Nathan's hot dog eating contest and some history. I think you've answered like three of these already while you were talking about it, but whatever. Well, I'm sorry for trying to fill in the people. Yeah, come on. All right, number one. So there's some conflicted reports. So there's two answers I will allow. But what year was the first recorded Nathan's hot dog contest? Like a long ass time ago. What was it pre nineteen hundred? No. Pre nineteen fifty. For one of the answers, yes. Is that the answer you believe is to be true? Uh, I would like it to be. Yeah, I'm gonna go nineteen forty-six. Quite a bit earlier, actually. Wow. 1908. A little later. 1913. A little more. 1915. What? 1919 Rutbear. Too far. I get this one wrong, I believe. I've guessed it <laughs> many, 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 many times. Uh, 1916 is what uh, 
There are claims that say four immigrants just decided to have a hot dog eating contest. No idea if that's accurate. If it didn't go on yearly after that, then I would go with the other date. (laughs) Well, allegedly it did. However, in Uh the 70s, the promoter said he made that up. But then there's some people that say it actually happened. (laughs) So I don't know. However, Nathan's website says the first officially recorded Nathan's contest was 1972. So the Nathan's one was probably 72. Yeah, but... Those other ones probably weren't Nathan's dogs. They were at Coney Island, though, at the location of Nathan's, apparently. So I don't know. The world will never know. Oh, build the time machine. Gonna find that out. All right, number two. (laughs) Joey Chestnut once again set the record. What was his new record in the 10 minutes allowed? 76 dogs. 76. Yes, that is correct. That is over 16 pounds of hot dogs. Can you imagine that much mass going into <laughs> your stomach? No, I can't. They like made a, they like, well, I remember like what it, some morning show back 10, 15 years ago, like took a bunch of hot dogs and buns and like bunched them together and made a big bundle of them, like smushed them all together. Like this is what's inside of your stomach after the competition. And it was like huge. Yeah, that's, I don't know how they do it. The average stomach I read during this is like the size of about a Nerf football when it's not full. So it starts. <laughs> yeah, so just imagine 16 pounds inside of a Nerf football. <laughs> well, it expands. <laughs> yeah, I know, but still, just imagine a Nerf football expanding to fit 16 pounds. Yeah. It's a lot. All right. 16 pounds of mush. Yes. Yummy. All right. So this is a strategy question. Why do the contestants jump up and down and or wiggle when they're eating? Um, It's to help the food go down the esophagus and get to the bottom of the stomach. Right? Yes. Yeah. They try to encourage the food to slide down easily and settle down solidly is the answer. But yes. To the base right. of the stomach, to the yes. bottom. Yeah, they want to pack it all in there. Correct. So Joey, Joey, this is the next question. Joey Chestnut was on a a dynasty run, but it was interrupted in 2015 when his eight-year winning streak ended. Who beat him that year? Kobayashi. Nope. Um, some other Japanese guy. Uh, yeah, he might be half Japanese, but I don't. Uh, I, I, don't, I know. don't remember what he looks like. His name was Matt Stoney. Oh, yeah. yeah Back when that. they were eating just over 60 <clears throat> hot dogs. Yeah. I think it was like 62 to 60. All right. This is another strategy question. Number five. What method do most contestants do to make the buns easier to eat? They dip them in the water so they slide down their gullet more easily. Sure do. Corrector. Corrector. <laughs> All right, number six. <laughs> in 2003, they attempted a celebrity portion of the contest. NFL player William the Refrigerator Perry won the qualifying round by eating 12 hot dogs. How many did he eat in the real competition? So was this the same day? 
Uh, you know, it didn't say. I would assume not. Because if it was the same day, he probably only ate like four more. <laughs> uh, he probably ate like 16 in the second time around. Eh. Lower? Lower. Five. <laughs> Just go with your first hypothetical guess. I don't but remember what it was. Four. Four? Four. He quit after five minutes. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was the one and only year they attempted the celebrity portion. Yeah, it's just a waste of a spot. Yeah. Four dogs, man. Four. By NFL. Is he a defensive lineman? Or offensive? He was the fridge, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was a defensive lineman that would come in for that T package and he would lead the way and just okay, bowl people okay. down. He was with the Bears, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. All right, two more. So, men and women used to compete in the same contest together side by side. But then in this year, blank, they added a uh, women's division. Do you know what year that was that the women started their own competition for hot dogs? 2018. 20 what? 18. Earlier than that. 16? Earlier than that. Really? I didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah, I know. I was actually surprised. 14? <laughs> earlier still okay I know in 2010 there wasn't a women's division that's correct <laughs> <laughs> 2012 no earlier 11 2011 yeah <laughs> I used to watch it every year and I remember when I was growing up and I remember yeah. there would always be women competing against Joey and be like it's not even close it wasn't even close yeah yeah 2011 but there's some women that can put down 30 plus. Yeah. What's her name? Mika something, I think. Mika, Micah, maybe. No. Uh, let me look it up real quick. She's won it like the. This should have been my trivia question. She has won like the last seven or eight now since the woman started. Mickey. Mickey Sudo. How many dogs? Oh, she didn't. She didn't win this year. Uh, she did 40 and a half last year. Wow, that's so many. The year before that, she did 31, 37, 41, kind of in that low 40, high 30 range. I don't know if she did it this year. No, she didn't. She was pregnant. She didn't do it. So Michelle. Why not? The baby would love it. Yeah, the baby gives you an advantage. Absorb more. You'd be, you'd be raising a prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I so won my first eating competition when I was in the womb. When I was in the womb. I absorbed the buns. Michelle Lesko won it this year with 30 and three quarters dogs. Weak. Weak. Yeah. All right. This next one's about the man you mentioned once. Disgruntled and now banned star Takuro Kobayashi developed his own method when he was competing in the early 2000s where he would break the hot dog in half and eat both halves at the same time followed by the bun. Yep. Well, what was this method named? I have multiple choice if you like it, unless you have to know. Um, this is the last question as well. Oh boy, uh, give me some help. You right, so hints have, or multiple choice? Multiple choice, yeah. <clears throat> we have A, the half pipe method, B, the guillotine method, C, the samurai method, or D, the Solomon method. Let me go with samurai. Is not that. All right, half pipe. Nope. 
boy, this is bad. I don't know. I don't even see the guillotine or Solomon guillotine method. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's named after I guess King Solomon sometime in the BCs. I looked this up. He uh, this is gonna get dark if you're sensitive to this. Oh gosh, he cut a baby in half to determine something. There was two women claiming to be the baby's mother. He split it in half to see if it would help him decide who the mom was. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Oh, Uh, my. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, that's where the halfsy cutting something in half method got its name. (laughs) You can end the show now. I don't know how to pull myself out of that hole. Yeah, yep. Uh okay uh yeah uh so if uh, if we just lost all our viewers thanks for making it this far we gave it a good run then a year and a half don't shout out king solomon but there's a solomon method in the eating world this has been game time about nathan's hot dog follow us on twitter at fish and chip pod listen to us at uh, most places you get your podcast bullhorn i don't know why i said that one first spotify apple amazon Google, uh, you know, Amazon, they're trying to do stuff now in that world. Check them out on there if you want. CastBox, find us on the web. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a website someday. Follow us. I already said that. Listen to us on stuff, sounds, audio. You know, I'm just rambling. Uh, I don't know if Dan's composed himself. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a nice rest of your week. We have bloopers coming out Thursday. And stay sweet, universe. Stay sweet. Okay, thanks.